Oh yeah, I am the mongoose, but you can just call me Goose. To my right, America's favorite degenerate gambler, Sal Baps. No one tell me I'm dead cold and I'm going to die. Yeah, it was not a good week for us. Uh, both went about two and four on the pick six. Having Got said that, killed. I did have a parlay, a 12-legger that I hit 10 out of 12 on. Um, it was never really close because like one of the plays on it was Florida State minus nine and a half. Obviously, uh, Florida decided to show up in what may have been the last you know game of the season really for them. We'll see what happens with Anthony Richardson. Oh, they, uh, they showed up. Uh, did you, by the way, breaking news, did you see John Kitna's kid? Child pornography. Child? Like, I hope to God it's like some 17-year-old fucking, like, co-ed, like, down the street. If we're talking, like, little kid shit, what the we fuck? We need more details, because define child porn. Yeah. Like, it could be, like, some 17-year-old girl who's turning 18 in, like, right. two months. And, like, he's probably, what, 19 as a freshman? Right. yeah. So, yeah, that could... That could completely change a story, in which case you actually become sympathetic for him. Dude, you know how many high school chicks would go up to my college and party and get trailed out yeah. by dudes and, and, right. and frats and shit? Yeah, wait and see, but... I mean, to be fair, I never did that. Right. But there were high school people at parties, and I'm yeah. sure they got fucked. By, right, of by, course. You know? I mean, that just used to be accepted back in the day, you know, but... Well, there was common sense to it as well, where now right. it's not... And once again, like, I'm not going down the route where I'm defending this loser. Like, right. We don't I, know. I'm just curious, like, dude, if we're talking child porn, then, then fuck yeah. this guy. Yeah, I, fuck I just, him. But, but nowadays, like, there's so many, like, things. It's like who, the quarterback who, who, like, got in trouble for saying the N-word because he was singing lyrics to a song that was it's actually, like yeah that was an ex-penn state commit yeah by the it's way. like i don't it's like i have no idea like what's overstated and what's not by the way that kid singing the the n-word like i said he was a penn state commit then he flipped he's from florida went to billy napier if you're billy napier if you're florida like you just kind of ruined that kid's fucking life over nothing like literally you just be like bro um yeah you can't be doing this, especially when you're about to enter, you know, the University of Florida locker room with 75% black players. Like, take this video down, never do this again. And this what is what happened to that. Like, where did that go? Like, that's the way the world used to be. It's like, dude, you're an idiot. Get this down and get back in the weight room. Like, what happened? Why does everything have to be like the debt? You have to die because you- it, it's it, 1984 Orwellian, right? I mean, because honestly, because Billy Napier is probably scared shitless of losing his job. That's- but he shouldn't. Like, that's the thing. Is like right, but that the- you can argue about reality all you want, but that is the reality. Yeah, I guess. Think yeah. about M- Mike Leach at a fucking hillbilly school at Mississippi State when he first got the job. He made some kind of obscure joke, and somehow, somehow it got referenced to like you know Mississippi State black people getting hanged, and the dude had to literally like tuck his dick between his legs and apologize. Mike Leach, the fucking pirate Trump supporter, and he had to fucking do like this like counseling and shit just to keep his job at Mississippi State. Dude, it's because. It, it, I, I highly doubt any of the Mississippi State fans had an issue with it. I think the problem is even at those universities in the South is they're just woke, rabid yeah. animals that are in these academies running them. I mean, these these universities, not academies, but, like, those are the people running these places, dude. Yep. And they're there by design, mind you, to destroy any common sense yeah. in any kids and make them just, you know, automatic Democratic voters. We saw the statistics for midterms. If you if you were born after September 11th, yeah. you're a liberal. Yeah. To be fair, young people always do vote liberal. But, I mean, women of a marrying age in Pennsylvania, 77% of them voted for John Fetterman even after that debate. I saw an unreal article, not on some like weird, like, you know, alt-right spot, but a really good journalist. I forgot his name. He did its investigation into Delaware County ballot harvesting, and it yeah. actually is the worst in the USA. Worse than Chicago. The, yes. It's worse. Worst. Than, worse than Maricopa he, County. Worst. Uh, worst. Wow. Dude, the shit that this guy uncovered was like 
this is the most corrupt state in the country now. Wow. And there's a reason why these people keep getting elected here, and you, yeah, and they shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm in the insurance business here. I'm making calls every day. I'm meeting people. All my clients, all the people I'm meeting with here in Pennsylvania, not in other states. You know how much time I've spent in Philly, and I've literally only, like, seen one person say that they voted for Fetterman. Like, people are, like, blown away. Like, people are voting against it, and then the results just come back as this, like, unreal number that the Republican got rolled. Well, no, actually, I disagree with that. Most of the people that I've talked to or know, I mean, like I said, I call people up every day. And the money in this state, number one, it's all old people. All my meetings in this state are old people. If I find you this article, dude, you will absolutely agree with number me two, on how insane the The majority of the people here. that I know and that I've talked to, absolutely, they have Trump derangement syndrome. So I, I'm not saying this state isn't corrupt. I'm not saying that there isn't shady. I mean, dude, Philadelphia's been cheating Do for Do you understand years. that I'm telling you, lost 70 of 78 counties and he won due to Philadelphia yeah. and how, like, what yeah. they do there? I get it. Yeah. But no, I'm telling you, because like this is the trap that I think conservatives fall into, is you know we, we live in these silos, we live in these echo chambers. I don't think you understand, like I'm telling you as a guy who lived in a blue fucking giant city, how many people who didn't even know anything about politics would go out and vote against Trump. And these weren't people who would go to a rally. No, I get that, dude. Like, I get so, that. I'm, I'm just telling you that there's unreal ballot harvesting going on, making it very hard for Republican candidates to win here. I get it. I get it. In the case, though, of our governor, Doug Mastriano, he had no fucking shot. Our now, did, did, that affect, <laughs> did that affect the Fetterman versus Oz race? Yes. Absolutely. Was it enough to overturn the election? That's the golden question. I'm not going to sit here and, and go 50 rounds for Oz either. I'm just saying, right. like, right. what this guy uncovered was 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 something I I expected it. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's fucking bad here in Pennsylvania, and it's like I said, all the money, all the people Dude, they, I'm meeting they with. Tar- when they do this, they actually target women, and that's why we saw the statistic for it. Yeah, of course. They, well, they target women and abortions and yes. abortion. Nevertheless, as we get to, we don't get too far into the woke shenanigans going on, but um. It was a wild week in college football. My, one of the few plays that I got right outside of my parlay was the Ohio State-Michigan over. Listen, you look at this uh, series history, it seems like almost every year uh, uh, they, they go over. It's just sauce. Like The game's sauce. If you're Ohio State, what, what excuses do you have? You had good weather. You had your home stadium. And you still got fucking sacked. They have no excuse, but... Due to the way the football playoffs are set up, if USC and TCU lose, do they put a one-loss Ohio State team in whose only loss is to Michigan? If TCU loses by two touchdowns or less. Yeah, it depends on how bad they lose. Yeah, if we're talking 2014 when Ohio State beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing, right. and they literally leapfrogged a really good TCU team, that's a different case. If TCU loses 38 to 25 to Kansas State, they are in. USC. USC will have two losses. They will never put a two loss Pac 12 team in the title game. That's right. never going to happen. USC must win. Having said that, I think USC fucking smokes Utah. Yeah, I mean, it's a revenge game. It's a revenge game. Utah has been dog shit all year on the road. They can't play anywhere outside of their, like, Mormon, like, statuetic, like, place they, they can't do it it's it's on the road it's in vegas which is a 45 minute flight from la uh it's going to be indoors i mean that usc speed come I'm on so jealous of everyone going to that game by the way oh absolutely oh my god vegas the pac-12 title game dude it's gonna be fire awesome so uh lsu speaking of uh weird playoff implications LSU, Brian Kelly, you go into what was at the time, I believe, a three-win Texas A&M team, four-win, I believe, three or four, and you go in there, and the 12th man just absolutely rapes your butthole. I wonder if it's because they already had the the spot locked up in the title game. Yeah, but you're like, you're you can you can beat Georgia now. You're not getting in with three three losses. Now they're going to get blown out because it, they don't doesn't matter if they win. Yeah, it's irrelevant. Jaden Daniels reports were yesterday he was in a walking boot. It is expected he's going to practice practice this week, but that's the kind of kid he's got to be fully healthy for them to have a shot. Yeah, there there are there. 
are uh, the line in that game has moved dramatically in Georgia's favor. It sharps are betting it up. It's jumped two and a half points now. Before we get into conference championship weekend, I don't know if you, do you want to do it on, on this episode or next, but do you want to highlight some teams that kind of uh, surprised or that we were right about? I will, except we just got breaking news on my phone right here of the world of college football. It looks like Nebraska's current interim has just been arrested on third-degree criminal domestic assault charges. You mean their inter- their interim coach? Like Mick- the one who's coaching the team right now. Yeah, Mickey Joseph. He's one Mickey of the- Joseph has he- just been taken downtown yeah. in Lincoln and booked. He's one of the stud uh, recruiters of the uh, Louisiana area. Um, he's a Nebraska alum, and apparently he uh, beats the shit out of his wife. You know his, his brother? You know who his brother is, right? Uh, tell me. Vance Joseph. Oh, get the fuck out. That's his brother. I didn't know that. Yeah. Vance Joseph, former head coach of the, was it Broncos? Yeah. 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 He got a, he kind of got boned a little bit around the league. He did. So yeah, not a he good. He was a good co- defensive coordinator. And then like, once you start getting into like multiple head coaching jobs, it's just, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. But yeah. He has just been arrested. So maybe he can uh, wow. bail him out. Between beating wives and possible uh, child porn, it's a wild day in college football. Yeah. D- yeah. So, but, what team, Sal Beps, really kind of uh, surprised you this year or that made you look uh, smart? LSU, because I put a future in for them plus 6,600 to win the SEC. And they, they're not going to win the game, but they're, they got they there. They could. They could. My my dad said this too. He said, "Hey, look, what does Georgia?" He have said, to play "I've for? seen some crazy things happen on Championship Saturday yeah. for college football. You never know." Yeah, the I'm going to say actually the the bet that you have that is magic is you have USC plus four thousand to make the playoffs, which I think is a fucking slam. They win. Dunk. It's cashed. Are 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 we going to the strip club if that cashes or no? I have to. I need that money. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> we, we've lost. Too it's actually much. mandatory that that happens, that yeah. they win that game. <laughs> like, you literally need that to buy your girlfriend a Christmas present. No, I got her out of the way, but okay. I need it to live. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So you got the USC future, LSU future that may hit as well. What are some other teams that uh, really kind of got you uh, fired up right now? Uh, Kansas overachieved for us. I mean, we yeah. had them at over two and a half wins, and yeah. they killed it. Yeah. I mean, we can start by leagues. I mean, if you look at the Big Ten, I mean, a team that I'm kind of surprised about is I thought that Rutgers would be more competitive than what they were. I mean, they finished yeah. the season one and eight in the Big Ten. I yeah. totally thought that they could – be capable of at least going 500 or maybe a little under that. Yeah. Is it possible that no one can win there or are we just jumping the gun too early and Greg Shannon's got a lot to clean up there? They were still competitive in a lot of games. Yeah. They got to fix the offense. The defense does have a lot of things that Is are- Greg Shiano capable of coaching in this era of football anymore, though? You know That's what? That's the question. He's going to he's going to have to find a bright young offensive mind and literally give him the keys to the garage. Because this is a guy that wants to win games like seventeen thirteen, and it's he's, never going to. That's ne- you're never going to see that again in the history of football. You know, even Brett Bielema this year, to a certain extent, kind of uh, went more tempo, and Shiano has to do it. He has to just say fuck it. I'm a head coach, and I'm coaching defense. And I'm literally going to have nothing to do with this side of the ball. That's what he I has agree, to do. man. That's the smart move. The thing is, it's like when you're the number one and you got all the power, it's like you don't want to give any up, dude. Yeah. It's a power. Who are thing. you going to hire though if you're Rutgers? No one's going to want to go there. You're going to have to. You're going to have to do homework and probably find like one of the best like slept on people out there. That's like maybe like a video coordinator somewhere, and you think that they're helping a major program out Cr- you want to give that guy a job but Chris Partridge is the defensive coordinator at Ole Miss had a pretty good year overall uh he's the former head coach there at Paramus Catholic in Jersey that's the first that's name. what I mean like you might want to look there he's he's uh he's at such a point though that I don't know if he would take the job but if you talk about you know really kind of galvanizing the New Jersey recruiting scene which is still very good good football there he would be kind of the first guy that I would think He's going to have to get creative and actually look to poach like a good high school coach that wants to like get paid more and actually be an OC for the state the state football team, man. I mean, dude, the thing about Jersey is those people do have a lot of pride in the state and like someone if he poaches the right high school coach, like they, they'll want to do it. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I I think he could probably even do better than that. But I do think it's probably time for him to, you know, really kind of he, – he has to start winning these recruiting battles. I mean, it's pathetic. The fact that we're talking about hiring a high school coach for this team. Like, I mean, they, <laughs> they need to fucking figure it out. So that's something that surprised me. I thought they'd be more competitive. We're going to stay in the Big Ten. I yeah. mean, Michigan's right where we thought they would be. Ohio State's kind of right where we thought they'd be. I, I didn't uh, expect Michigan to win the Big Ten again, so that's a surprise to well, me. Well, I still thought they'd be in contention to do it. Like, I'm not shocked they're 12-0. and 0. We'll put it that way. Like, yeah. I'm not shocked by it. Um, Minnesota, man, I thought they'd be more. I thought yeah. they would win that league in the Big Ten West, but you know, they still went eight and four. I guess at Minnesota, that's kind of like you know, go eight and four at Minnesota. It's like that's you did your job. So yeah, Minnesota was a disappointment. Fresno State was a disappointment, but that was more because a Hainer got hurt and in injuries. So I'm not going to hold that against Fresno State. Uh, I was big on the over for Arizona beginning of the year. Um, that hit not by a lot, but they did, I think have finished up with four or five wins. There had a couple surprise, uh, wins in the pac 12. Uh, I was also big on the under for Arizona state, not shockingly, uh, that hit Herm Edwards got fired as I predicted. And that whole fucking thing is a dumpster fire. We'll see if the new, uh, coach Kenny Dillingham, offensive coordinator from Oregon, if he can patch things up in the desert, the pac 12 obviously is a sinking fucking shithole but i do believe in arizona state that if it can survive the pac-12 or go to the big 12 i do think there is a sleeping giant in the desert there staying in the big 12 if you want to talk you know overreactions or under who did anything i mean we got to say tcu right i mean they're oh yeah they're fucking 12 and 0 uh as far as power five conferences they had the highest uh, you know, their over under was at like six and a half, seven yeah, and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they, to come they, in at they 12, absolutely went undefeated in yeah. this league. Yeah, this isn't the easiest league to do that in. I mean, like, and not that these teams are cool, but it's just like the way that all these teams play. It's kind of hard to win every week. But and this this goes back to a point that you know we've spoken about before, but I just want to reiterate again: is you know, college football is so much about fit. You know, Sonny Dykes, he's a fucking Texan through and through. His dad, Spike Dykes, coached for years at Texas Tech. This dude went to Cal Berkeley, and he put up a million yards of offense. Jared Goff became a number one pick. Right. Dude got fucking fired, okay? Goes down, reinvents himself at Louisiana Tech, does good, gets back into the state of Texas of SMU, does a nice job. They improve every year. He beat TCU last year while at SMU, but... It wasn't like the kind of hire where you're like, oh my God, like Sonny Dykes is going to make TCU win the Big 12. These are the kind of hires that work out. This, not out. the non sexy ones usually work He's out. He's the absolute perfect hire at TCU. And just that caliber of athlete and, you know, the, the type of athlete that does, you know, make up a lot of the Texas high school. Uh, players there it just it just blends with everything he's trying to do uh, offensively made a great defensive coordinator hire and it just kind of all came together but you know it's there's really good coaches that for whatever reason just aren't good fits of places Tom Herman I still believe is a fucking fantastic coach he should be the next coach at Cincinnati or UCF but it, it didn't work out at Texas yeah I mean dude you got there's pressure from some of these universities to you know some of these guys get more favorable length and leashes than other guys. So I'll give you an example because we're going to stay in the Big Twelve. Like Steve Sarkeesian is literally like one inch away from the fake fucking coaches club. I mean the fact that they Texas finished, improved this year though. Is this Texas standards going six and three in the Big Twelve when Oklahoma State was four and five, Baylor was four and five, Oklahoma was three and six, West Virginia was three and six, Iowa State was one and six, Texas Tech was five and four, seven and five overall. All they had to do was be better than TCU and Kansas State, and they couldn't even do it. I I still think that Texas was that there's a lot more going on there than we're aware of. I'm tired of waiting for this. Texas is back shit. It's like never going to happen. Listen, if Texas doesn't get nine wins next year, then yes, yeah, Sark will he's get... He's going in the club and we're locking the doors. Like he's, Bronx he's, Tales, like you ain't, you ain't leaving. He's, he's getting now fired. Now you can't leave. He's getting fired uh, if he doesn't get to nine wins next year. But I do think he gets there. 
Uh, we shall see. I mean, Quinn Ewers hopefully will improve next year. Don't forget Arch Manning also will be on campus next year. So Will he beat out Ewers for the job? Uh, the kid looks pretty fucking good. I'm not going to lie. I've seen his clips. Uh, honestly, I like think. Like, if he's that talented, I, like. I think Arch is actually a little bit overrated. Now, he has such a good head on his shoulders and he's going to work. And he can take coaching, so two or three years from now, he may be the fucking real truth. But coming in next year, no. So I think Ewers is your man if Texas is going to get to Let's go to the stupidest fucking league. I hate this league, the ACC. Yeah, worst league ever. Fade them in bowl season. Every single team. We have Pitt coming in at 5-3 and in this shitty league. I feel like that's let down. You have Miami was a fucking flip. That was a giant failure for them. Yep. Their over-under was eight and a half wins. Yep. Cristobal. You, you have, yeah, Mario Cristobal, not a great start. I don't think he should be fired, but not a great start. Um, you have, like, this league was so bad that, like, UNC is actually in the title game. What about Mike Elko at Duke getting to, what was it, eight wins? Eight and four, Duke. Eight and four. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were a cool team to bet this year. They were. Following us. They, we, they, we've they, thrown in some Duke lines there. Yeah, there. They, they covered a lot. Um. Yeah, I mean, Florida State was great. Still, nine and three overall, but only five and three in this shitty league. But I still believe Florida State's, you know, on the right trajectory. Right. Well, I mean, well, and listen, I'll go back to Sark on that because Mike Norvell, he's in what year three, and they just finally got to. But year nine one wins. and two was like no one was going to win there, though. Like we that's, talked about. That's, like that's nobody, my argument for Texas, like, though. Like honestly, like I think that. But they had more than this, though. I'm not so sure about that. Just because they have four stars doesn't mean those kids are actually good. You know, you, you still have to evaluate correctly. But they're four stars, like, in Texas, though, like, which is still better than, like, most of the country. Think think about, though, all the kids that come out of Texas who are four and five stars. But how many of them really stay in this how conference, many, How though? many national champ championships has Texas or Texas A&M won in the past 40 years? Nothing. They one. had one. Yeah, Mac Brown, and they yeah. got to another one. Colt McCoy got hurt. And that's about it. You know, not since Daryl Royal was Texas actually, you know, fucking fucking people up. So I don't know, man. I just think, you know, Texas high school football is so crazy that there is a little bit of burnout with those kids. Yeah. And I, I do think when it comes to the South, obviously that is where the, the majority of the best players are. Having said that, I do think a lot of those kids are overrated because so many of these scouts, so much of the resources dedicated to these scouting websites, those people live in those areas. You know, juxtaposed to like Joey Porter Jr. was like almost like the number 400 overall recruit. Um, and, you know, he lands there at, at Penn State or Abdul Carter, fucking freshman linebacker out of Philadelphia, who is just, you know, Michael Parsons 2.0. This kid was like barely in the top 400 recruits. I feel like those people that run like max preps and shit like that Rivals, they two, are in such an eco chamber with the same people yeah. and they just don't get the rankings right sometimes. I'm going to say even most of the time because they get stuck on like their shit and they don't see like the whole picture. Yeah, and they're and they're based in the south too. So like I said, you know, it's just uh, uh it, it's geographic bias. You want to head to the Mountain West, Fresno State, 8 and 4, 7 and 1 in the league overcoming some adversity too yes. in the season. You got to give them credit for that. For sure. Um we had some improvement in some teams like San Jose State. It's a bowl team. Yeah, defensive line there is pretty nasty. Yeah. Um, you know, your usual three and ten season from Hawaii. <laughs> That's actually a great season for them. I actually uh Timmy Chang actually had them playing better at the end of the year. Like you can't they're not an automatic fade. No, they became what by the way annoying. To what deal the with. fuck? Why did UNLV fire Marcus Arroyo? UNLV was a legitimate, like, real FBS squad this year. Dude, they were one win away from being in a bowl game. Yeah, and freaking Doug Brumfield, you know, their quarterback, he got hurt in the first quarter against Nevada. That's yeah, why that's they lost fucking that game. stupid. I don't understand it. And there's no, it's not like there's pressure from anyone, like, at UNLV to be like, fire. Like, I, that was dumb. Yeah, like, like you, if you, no you, one expects them to win in that, uh, there. It, it, like, why would you, they're one game away from a bowl. That's like a great year. Yeah, if you fire, the only thing I can say is they fired him because they have somebody already lined up. 
The rumors Gary Patterson. We'll see. Ooh, why would he go there though? Because I feel like there might be better. Because he just wants to fucking coach again. Yo, sometimes these guys have to pay their penance and go to the exiled spots, and they win, and they get. I mean, look at Hugh Freeze, dude. He was exiled, and he made Liberty a top twenty-five team, and now he's going to coach Auburn. Yeah, he's but back of the club. Hugh Freeze got fired because he ordered hookers. Uh, Gary Patterson got fired because he no longer could coach football. Fair. I mean, look how much better TCU is. Now. Yeah, I mean, literally, look at TCU this year. So, a team that I feel underachieved, who pisses me off, is Utah State. They are bowl eligible. Yeah. Felt like they were way better than a five and three team in this conference, though. But I mean, it's the Mountain West, so nobody really gives a fuck like that. Let's go to your favorite league, the Pac-12. Yeah. Washington impressed me this year. Yeah, Kalen DeBoer, man, coming over from Fresno State. Uh, Penix Jr. Yeah, they they chuck the ball in bowl season. If they play a team with a shitty secondary, uh, you fucking roll with with the over. Oh, we're bad, yo. So that's one hundred percent happening. By the way. If we see Washington line up with a team that can't get stops, the, we gotta we gotta crank it, dude. We're cranking this over. Um, Oregon, man, crash and burn at the end of the year, there, yeah. man. What about uh, Oregon still, State? Oregon State was kick ass, man. I mean, nine and three overall, dude. Yep. Beat their rival that they hate. I mean, in the civil war that we can't say anymore. Right. right. But, Chip- no, Oregon State kicked ass, man. Once again, I mean, I, Chip Kelly, I feel like he underachieved, man. I mean, 6-3 and three in this league that, like, isn't cool. I mean, Utah is in the Pac-12 title game. Do you really think that they're good? Uh, nah, I mean, they're okay. I, it depends upon the situation. I don't think they're going to be good in this. I'm not saying Chip Kelly's going to get fired. I just felt like everyone was jerking off UCLA. I even went on a rant about it earlier in the year when people were like, watch out, Chip UCLA. Dude, they literally finished one, two, three, four, five. There's six in this league. They're still a solid squad, though. The Pac-12 was better than expected this year. It's better than expected because you had teams like Oregon State out of nowhere and Washington who weren't really expected to, you know, do what they're doing. Um so, Washington State is a bowl team, by the way. Yeah. Seven to five overall, man. Yeah, yeah. Cam Moore defense there is um, not bad. Stanford and Colorado are just like woke, rabid. Does Dion get like, the job at Colorado? They sh- if they should that they got to do it. Does Dion because want that job? W- yeah, I think I think so because I feel like it's the next step in his coaching career. Uh, I, I actually do. Mel Tucker went there. Mel Tucker can go there. He can go there. I actually, if I was Dion, I wouldn't take the job. I would take a smaller. Uh, group of five job in Texas or Florida. But th- I think the angle is like he's very cool and a lot of Gen Z kids kind of fuck with him. I mean, you can see how they respond uh, to him and him I, like being with like the whole barstool crowd and shit. Right. He could get players there and like the Pac-12 so erratic that like other than USC, like can we really guarantee Washington will do this again next year? Like no, we, they might, but we don't know that. Why not go to a... Uh, South Florida hasn't hired a coach yet, right? Like South Florida, to me. Seems that, like a if you want to succeed, Deion. that's where you yeah. probably want to go. That's what I mean. But he, he needs to I go to like, like you're talking school. to like the most cocky athlete that we've ever seen in like human history. Yeah, yeah. So you're he's gonna think he can do this, right? So like he's gonna do this. I don't know. It's Dion fucking Sanders, dude. He thinks he's way beyond South Florida. I, ju- I would assume. <sighs> I don't know, dude. I just I just think Colorado's a horrible job. It is a horrible I job. I think speaking of fit, Dion is a horrible fit in Boulder. But you can win there. I mean, like if you get it right, you can win there. It's a great home stadium. Like you talked about the Buffaloes running in and shit. Like if you get it popping there though, like it you can win there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I think Dion's actually a really good coach in this era of college football. I do football. too. I just I just think it's a bad fit at Boulder. I just think, you know, go to the American Get you know Cincinnati's still open. You know, obviously uh, his recruiting ties are in Texas and Florida, but you know, uh, dude, Florida Atlantic. I actually like, dude, Lane Kiffin used that job to springboard to the fucking Ole Miss job. Like, it you, must you suck like being a fan of these like side piece schools where like guys go there and like do shit, and you know they're just gonna dip out. Yeah, but like, if you make a good hire every time, like UCF did for years, that's the way to do it. You, they're literally gonna be in the Big Twelve next year, so it's actually not that bad. You just have to have a AD who knows what the hell he's doing. Right. But if I'm Dion, I I go to Florida or Texas and I take a mid tier school and I fucking ball out there. And then once he does that, he can jump to the SEC, ACC, Big Twelve. Yeah, so we'll do, you know, we'll wrap up with, uh, 
can the, uh, the uh, American League where you know Tulane, dude, out of nowhere, out of Willie two Fritz, fucking Tulane, dude. I mean, two and two overall team. They're gonna play this week to win the league title against Gus Malzahn. Um, you know, Cincinnati underachieved, and their coach got rewarded for a better job. But he was always bound to leave there. I feel we talked about it before it even happened on the phone. Um, fuck the American. No one cares. About yeah, the it's kind of whack. I mean, when you're dealing with like Temple and shit, it's yeah. like fuck. So this as Baps will attest, I literally right now have a spreadsheet that I started working on two days ago. It is my bowl season love slash fade. I'm just going to give you a quick overview very quick. Some some teams that I am loving heading into bowl season, this is subject to change. Texas Tech overs, loving where we're going there. Fresno State, little uh, sneak peek of what I may have for you in a couple minutes here. BYU, the Mormons always come up to play. South Carolina, they, they just lost their offensive coordinator, but they are hot. Kansas overs, a Marshall money line, depending upon who they're playing. We just talked about Washington overs. And then as far as the fade... Guys, you know who I'm, I'm. I'm number one on the fade list. You know who I'm going. The land of liberty. This team is absolute dog shit. These kids have completely given up. They are going to hit the portal hard. And I'm telling you right now, Liberty, who had you know eight wins or whatever, is going to get rolled in bowl season. We are fading the entire ACC conference. Your best team, Florida State, could only beat a Florida team that had two out of its top three wide receivers out. Uh, their top leading tackler out Dude, the first half. They played with like 37 players. They played with like 37 players. A mid-tier SEC team almost beat by far, you know, the best team in the ACC, not named Clemson. And I'm not even sure that end of the year Florida State wouldn't have beaten Clemson. We are officially the biggest ACC haters of anyone that does college football. You will not find bigger ACC. I fucking hate the league. I think it's so stupid. They're all these teams suck. I they're just bad programs that yeah. like get jerked off somehow. I don't yeah. get it, dude. Arkansas, they're going to have a lot of opt-outs here. Bama has a bad history in non-playoff bowls. A lot of opt-outs come in there. Ohio State is about to get ravaged by, if they do not make the playoff, give that caveat there, if Ohio State doesn't make the playoff, we are probably going to be fading them. Uh, Iowa, Their whole team is just going to sit. Iowa is a mess on offense, especially now that Laporta is out. Uh, and we just talked about Florida, Kitna uh, uh, getting arrested for you know crazy charges. He was probably going to be the starter in the bowl game because it looks like Anthony Richardson's going first round. So I, I, I yeah, he, that's why it's big news, dude. Right, because he would have started this game. Right, and so now you're t- so you're he's talking going about, to get beat up in jail. So now you're talking about Florida is going to be starting Jack Miller. He was the Ohio State uh, transfer, but uh, people at Ohio State say the kid is you know nice kid, but can't play football. And if you're talking about a kid who got beat out by, you know, this Kitna kid as third string, it will depend upon the matchup. Florida can still fucking run the ball. They do have two really good— We got to see who they play. Got to see who they play. But they are on my list as far as fade. And then my last one here is Maryland, Uh, especially if it's it's in a a cold-weather bowl like the Pinstripe Bowl in New York City. Uh, That's literally probably where they're going. Probably where they're going. They already—Jacob Copeland is out. Their uh, starting tight end just uh, opted out. Um, it looks like Maryland, I think, may have a lot of opt-outs, and I don't think Talia is going to play. So moving on into conference championship weekend, it is a fucking wild weekend. Anything can happen. Salbaps, give me your pick six. All right. We're going to, you know, I hate betting championship games, but this is all we got, people. It's all we got. This is what we're doing here. But by the way, like, take everything we say with a giant grain of salt. I mean, More than pr- that, a whole fucking yeah. giant... Like bottle of take ball. take our picks and go and you know uh, fling your your balls in an Epsom uh, salt. But bath. I will say this: I wouldn't underestimate us either, man. I mean, I mean, we still know, like, we know what the fuck. I did, about. I did almost hit a twelve leg parlay last. Yeah, week. Yeah, we're not we're not as dumb as we're making ourselves out to be. Like, I feel like you know betting's hard, people. It's yeah. hard to do, but it's fucking hard. We're just saying we don't feel very confident about these picks whatsoever. There's so. there's a couple there's a couple we do we talked about. Okay, there's there's, a couple there's three. Go ahead, hit me with All yours. Right, so I'm going to try to stab at this under in the USC um, Utah game. What's it because at? Because it's at 68, which is high. And it's, you're dealing with championship games, people. Like, 
Regular season games are different. There's got to be better defense, even on bad defensive teams, when it comes to a championship-level game. This is a revenge game. I feel like Whittingham will do a better job of keeping, you know, the the defense more in tune. In tune to where if uh, it's hard to tell this to people who didn't watch the first game in Utah, right? Like we talked about how Utah only plays well at home. Well, they gave up almost forty points in that game at yeah. home. So you're probably like, well, Salabas, why would you, you know, why wouldn't you take the over here? It's like, well, that's a thing, Utah out of their stadium, barely even scores themselves. Yeah. Like, they win games like 21-17, like away right. from their stadium. So, it's like, I feel like this is a good spot that you can kind of munch on this under. Once again, this isn't like a five-unit bet. It's just, I'm going to stab on it because it looks too easy. It looks just, it looks too easy to just assume this is going to be a, a shootout. Okay. Um, I am going to go against the grain here. I'm going to take Kansas State plus two and a half against mm. the TCU Horny Toads. Um, yes, TCU's gross. Yes, we've been on the right side of them and the wrong side of them a couple times this year. Kansas State's playing good football, man. Um, I'm going to give them a shot here. Okay. I'm going to do it. Okay. I think we both like this. We're going to, I'm taking Georgia minus 17 and a half. We talked about Jaden Daniels not being able to move his body. If you're good people, if you're going to play Georgia, you better be ready to go and you better have your everything you got because it takes everything to just like get them a little bit of turbulence. Uh, and like we talked about, yeah, well, if you're Georgia, like what do you have to play for? Well, actually, you know, the number one seed actually, because if Georgia wins and Michigan wins, Georgia will still be the number one seed. Yeah. So you're still going to get whoever it's like, you're, you're playing to be able to kill USC is what you're basically playing for. For sure. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what you're doing. So I'm going to take Georgia minus 17 half. By the way, this game's been bet up. It opened at 15, so Sharps are betting Georgia. This might even go up more once yeah. that, like, you Jane know, Jane Daniels, Daniels news gets more widespread. Yeah, Jane Daniel, uh, Daniels, quarterback there for LSU, is in a walking boot. Uh, he is expected to play that, but we'll see how his mobility My is. My other game that Sharps are getting on is the Mountain West title game with Fresno State. Yes. This line opened at five points. It is now three points. So yes. people are getting on Fresno State here. The wise guys are on Fresno. They're playing good ball right now. They overcame the shit and the issues they had like in the middle of the year. I love this team, man. I think they win the game. Agreed. Agreed. I like it. I like it. The other one is Michigan, Purdue, over 52 and a half. I feel that Michigan has proved to me time and time again that they are capable of scoring points. What do we know about Purdue? They're not exactly the greatest defensive team. Michigan wide receivers were smoking Ohio State. Yep. Smoking them. Left and right, up and down, didn't matter. I don't see how Purdue will change any of that. I feel like Michigan can score 40 themselves, dude. If Purdue can just get, you know – a couple points on the board, man. This over is going to hit. Remember, this game is on turf, so Michigan players will be even faster. Yep. I'm with you. So we're going with that. And my last one, I am no confidence in this. I am only doing it because I'm standing my ground that Mac Brown is a fake fucking coach. Clemson had a bad year, but I know that Dabo Sweeney is going to emphasis on, look, we didn't achieve the goals we wanted this year, but let's go out and blow this team out and play in a great bowl game. And I feel like Clemson is going to beat – UNC by more than a touchdown, which is what the line is. So. UNC's been playing pretty shitty here these past two weeks. So. Dude, they've been escaped. I mean, they, they they don't look good. And, yeah, we can say, yeah, Clemson doesn't either. But I right. feel like a nice reset and a look. We didn't achieve our goals. But, listen, we're going to go out here and we're going to bust this team's ass and we're going to still play in a great bowl game. And I feel like this – I just – look, I, have, so I don't have great confidence in it. I just – I don't like what I see at a UNC right now. You can argue Clemson the same, but I just don't I don't like them. I like the Clemson play from the standpoint that it looks like Clemson's going to have three or four first-round draft picks on defense, and I think this is going to be the last game those guys ever play yeah, together. Yeah, they're they're, they won't play in their bowl games. So, right. like, this is their chance to actually put the best tape out there in front of the most scouts. There's going to be – that's something we need to talk about. There's going to be NFL scouts. At, they're going to have a busy fucking travel bill. Yeah. This week. Yeah. Because these games, dude, there's, I mean, there's going to be scouts at Fresno, Boise, even. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's going to be scouts at all of these games, man. I, I, I mean, 
yeah, like you said, that's why you got to go with Clemson here, man. They have more. We're talking about motivation and more to play for. I mean, Clemson has way more to play for than UNC here. For sure. All right, those are Selbaps pick six. We will post those on the uh, socials, including uh, Twitter uh, and Instagram. Make sure if you're not already following us on Instagram that you do so at Butter and Hose. Same thing for Twitter. At Butter and Hose, you know, the Twitter, a.k.a. the land of freedom. Minus People follow us because that's the only way the show's going to grow is that we need followers. And we need the followers, yes. Minus it takes no effort. You click a button. Click a button. Uh, as far as my picks here, we're starting out here a slight underdog, but I think this game's a pick em. I'm going Ohio, money line, plus 105. I love that. Uh, Toledo, Daquan Finn, who probably is going to be starting in the Big Ten somewhere next year. The guy is a stud. He's all banged up. He may play, but half his game is running, and he cannot run. He tried to play last week. Do they lost twenty to fourteen to Bowling Green last yep. week? Ohio, that coaching staff is doing. Talk about you know unsung heroes across the country. Uh, the, their stud quarterback O'Rourke is also hurt, but they've still been able to find a way around it, playing good ball here. Uh, I think Ohio finds a way to win this game uh, against a Toledo team. I agree, man. I, I'm with that. Like, who's Toledo to just blindly take? Yeah, I think uh, if, if Finn was healthy, it'd be a different story, but he's not. Next one here, this is a bit weird, okay? And I don't know if your book has it. Some do, some don't. On the particular one that I'm looking at, I have plus 180 TCU to score first and win. I know, I know, it's a little crazy, but just hear me out. It's not really. TCU with a dynamic offense. Uh, they get the ball first, and uh, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a score. Unlike Sal Baps, I am on TCU to win this game. Uh, I think it's like money line is minus 134. It's a low line. If, if you want to go safe, just money line TCU. If you want to do something a little adventurous, a little risque, if you want to go out in 15-degree weather in a thong just so you can impress the girl two dorm rooms down from you, you fucking bet TCU to score first and win plus 180. Next play here. You, you look like, oh. and it just looks like a cooler ticket to show off to a chick at a party Saturday night. It's like, yo, check this out. Had I TCU mean, to score first and win. Yeah, I mean, uh, at plus 180, you could only. Instead it's way of, more sexier than like, yo, I, I took TCU money line. Yeah, if, if you Chicks don't. going to be like, okay. Th- th- this is the game. If you don't want to put you know a full unit on something, that you just fuck around with something smaller and. Just hope to God they they get the ball and score first. Uh, I'm on T, uh, Tulane, minus three and a half. John Reese Plumley, quarterback there for UCF, is banged up. They do have a decent uh, backup there at UCF, but I don't know, man. Gus Malzahn in a conference championship against a t- uh, Tulane team. That This is a revenge game. They got rolled physically by UCF, lost to them earlier in the year at home. I think Tulane gets revenge. I think Gus Malzahn finds a way to lose like he always does. John Reese Plumley banged up. I'm going with T, uh, Tulane minus three and a half. Next one here. I absolutely love this play. I'm taking the team total points by Georgia. The over 30, 34 and a half. I think Georgia can score into the 40s here. If they want to do it, they can do it. And they probably will. And I think to impress the the playoff people, and I think Kirby Smart, you know, they've been a little lackluster here. They didn't cover against Georgia Tech. I think Kirby Smart puts on his emperor garb, and he just says, we are giving the death, the, the thumbs down to LSU, you know, a, a potential recruiting opponent, and we're stomping a mud hole in their See, ass. See, that game's funny for me because it's almost like I hedge. It's like... I have Georgia laying the points, but if they would somehow lose and I would win this LSU future bet, I would win way more than anything on my card. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Look at the team total points. Maybe that's a way you could get both. Just saying. Um, next one here. Fresno State plus three. I am with Sal Baps. I love this Fresno State squad. I was on them from the very beginning. We loved them all year. Very beginning of the year. Jake Hayner. Uh, Jeff Tedford there, head coach. This squad can ball out. They got destroyed by Boise State earlier in the year. Revenge game. Revenge game. Except this time, Hayner's back. 
He's balling out. It is at Boise, I believe, on the blue turf. So that's well, something to dude, be said. You got to look at the line here. Sharps are taking Fresno. They munched that, dude. They yeah. cranked that five, and now it's down to three. Yeah. So if you're going to give me a field goal, I think even at Boise uh, with this explosive Dude, offense, I've seen Boise lose those title games up at Boise before. They're yeah. capable of easily doing it. And this, this may be Hainer's – talk about last games. This may be Hainer's last game. So just saying. Next one here. This is probably the pick I'm most confident in. Uh, I am completely on opposite sides of Sal Babs. I'm taking the team total points by USC over 34 and a half. The game is in Las Vegas, 45-minute flight from L.A. You are indoors on the turf. All that USC insane team speed. Jordan Addison, Caleb Williams, who just locked up the Heisman Trophy. How fucking good does this kid look past couple weeks? Uh, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, the defense, not that great. Will Utah be more physical than them? Yes. I just I don't think Utah can score every possession, and I just think USC absolutely rolls Utah here. Utah did beat them earlier in the year, but like we said, that was in the fucking you know Mormon Church enclave there of uh, their their section of Salt Lake City. And, they, and, they, and the game came down to 13 seconds left, too. and they literally had the uh, their teammates who who died. Both got killed. Both yeah. got killed. They were on their helmets, which that was fucking shit was gangster, dude. gangster shit. Like I've never seen some shit like those that. Those kids were so fired up. In a revenge game, though, without having you know those helmets. Against this USC squad. What if they wear them, though? What if they come out wearing them? It, in Las Vegas, though? Just, <laughs> what if they wear them, though? I, I, I don't think it matters, honestly. I, I think USC rolls in this game. I think USC covers. I mean, you could even talk me into an alt spread, USC minus six and a half. I think the safe pick, though. You know, you could see in a weird world where Utah wins, but the USC is definitely going to score 30, over 34 and a half. I am all over this. And then the last one here, our boss cock lock. We are taking the over in Purdue, Michigan. So obtainable, that number. Once again, indoors in Indy, you got a Purdue squad that has absolutely nothing to lose. They're going to chuck the living shit out of the ball. Yeah. Maybe uh, Michigan gets some PI calls, some holding calls, keeps uh, uh, Purdue in some, some drives. Some Indiana refereeing going on, maybe. Charlie Jones, the uh, next Julian Edelman, but taller. Uh, was just named first team all Big Ten. Maybe he makes some unbelievable catches against this Michigan D. And we know Michigan will score. And we know Michigan will score. And as we saw last week, it doesn't even matter if Blake Corum plays or doesn't. No. Because that offensive line is so good that basically, you know, Donovan Edwards or whoever else is behind there running the ball is going to get yards. I agree, man. I'm, I love it. I'm going to be cranking this. This is my biggest play of the weekend. I love that you're going to put this Michigan offense now on turf against a team that really can't get stops. And they're playing a team that's going to just throw 75 times. Yep. I think like you said they're go like they're going to get some PI calls. This is just how the game works. Let me just say this on record. I will not be completely shocked if Michigan loses this game. I will be completely shocked. Coming off such an emotional big win against Ohio State, with a team that has absolutely nothing to lose. You know Brian Brom there? The logic or you're Jeff saying Brom? is true. I just don't believe that this will happen. Do you know do you know what Jeff Brom's record is against top 3 uh, top 5 opponents? Yeah, but isn't that like at home on their home field where they upset people? 3 and 0. The dude has never lost a top okay, 5 answer matchup. that question, have they all been at Purdue? I don't I don't know off the off my memory, I'm going to say yes. One of them was Michigan State last year at Purdue. So that's one of them that I can tell you was at Purdue. And then Ohio State. Which was at Purdue. Which was at Purdue. I don't know who the third one was. I'm going to guess, uh, was it Michigan maybe somewhere along the lines? I, I can't recall. Dude, they, they, they might have beat OSU twice, actually. Yeah, it may have been that, actually. I'm not sure. Actually, I think it was Iowa. I think it was Iowa was a top five. Yeah, year fake top five. Yeah, fake top five. They didn't win up there. There's no way they won up. I think. There. I think they. I think all they have, Look, the, what you're saying is is it crazy. May they compete and play better, but you, to win the game, you got to look at it this way too. It's like Michigan's in the playoffs, win or lose. Like yeah. they're in the playoffs. Yeah, but just saying, I, I, I. I I'm curious to see in conference title games 
how these teams play that are already like in the playoffs, and I want to see like what they look like. Yeah, we'll see. Motivation in college football is like so fucking huge, dude. Like, so I, I am giving you a crazy ass parlay here. It is very unorthodox. It's all no, it is not a poon. It's it's a not a poontang parlay. This is just a parlay payouts <laughs> payouts twenty two thousand. On that ten legger out of twelve that I hit last week, one of the my plays at plus three twenty was Colorado last team to score and my thinking was defensive head coaches yeah junk time score against defensive coaches so going off of that this is where i'm at this week at plus 175 purdue last team to score throw everything i just said out the window let's say purdue's getting rolled or maybe they're not maybe it's fucking close maybe purdue's driving to tie up the game i don't know at plus 175 with a Purdue team that may, may very well get rolled or be competitive. But even if they are getting rolled, though, they, they could get a junk touchdown. Exactly. So I'm taking Purdue, last team so to score. So either way, the angle's good. Ohio to score first and win, plus 205. Uh, I think Ohio wins that game. I think this Toledo offense is bad without Finn, so I'm just saying there. Fresno State, first to 30 points at plus 245. I think I don't think Boise State can hit 30, and I think Fresno definitely gets there before they do. Uh, I'm taking Akron. I'm teasing them up to 17 and a half. I think Akron covers, but let's tease them up to 17 and a half. Last team to score, LSU. I think LSU gets rolled. I think Kirby Smart goes into uh, fucking, you know, uh, just absolutely just wants to run out the clock. Well, um, I mean, they're not going to shut them out. I mean, LSU's good enough to yeah. do something. Uh, first to 25 points, Tulane at minus 129. I think this UCF Ooh. offense struggles with Plumley. I'm teasing North Texas up to plus 14 and a half. I'm taking USC first to 35 points at plus 133. I just said, I, I think there's no way they don't score over that. And then I'm money lining Clemson. And then talk about a team I think is going to get rolled. I mean, Grayson McCall may play this game. If he doesn't, Coastal Carolina gets rolled. Against uh, Troy, defensive head coach, I'm taking last team to score, Coastal Carolina, plus 130. A $10 wager on all those retarded plays pays out $22,575.69. Nice. But that's, like, hittable, though. It is, though. I mean, I, I actually put a lot of thought into those picks and my reasoning Having said that, it's it that seems more hittable than just like random like a sixteen team random stock bet. I mean, this is the type of thing that you know your team is in, in uh, garbage time. You know LSU going to score. I'm curious to see and how they this fumble, angle turns out with this. And they fumble the ball. I have no idea how this. Like I, I felt really good about that Colorado play last week and that hit. Um, so this is kind of my the genesis for why I'm doing this parlay, but. I listen. If you do it, don't put more than five, ten bucks on it, and uh, just have at it. Yeah. Sal Babs, any last words for uh, what should be a dude? Think about last year's conference championship weekend. Uh, first thing that comes to mind is that Baylor Oklahoma State game. We'll see if we get anything like that. This, this is year. an exciting time for college football, man. This is like why you, 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 we love it. I mean, like we get our title games, and then we get bowl season, and it's going to be great. Yeah, uh, I am as we speak watching the the news headlines, the wires. I am tabulating my uh, spreadsheet here as far as bowl season goes. I am on top of it. My you, absolute favorite time. Do not trust me for this weekend. If I if I lose you bets, I do not apologize. Having said yeah, that, we have no like th th these games, dude. Who fucking knows? Having man. said that, other than we truly believe Michigan Purdue goes over, I do believe in that bowl season vibe season. Daddy's got gotcha. you. No, people, we we I'm telling you, bowl season, we will we'll get it popping. Poontang parlay will be back. You better freaking ride with me. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, dude, remember last year bowl season, dude? We're down at Morgantown, like going crazy, cashing out tickets, dude, yeah. like front dooring, yeah. like plays and shit, like yeah. It's it's the best. It's my favorite time of the year. Absolutely. All right, Sal Beps. It's been a uh, wild ride this year. Yeah. One more week until bowl season, you guys. We appreciate y'all. Spread the word. Uh, about the podcast as we get into bowl season. Like I said, we are going to kill it for you here in bowl season. Uh, say your prayers, take your vitamins, grow your own food, make that bread, and butter them hoes.